Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Access America. This is exciting. Welcome back. Okay, so Hot Mikeumentary is a podcast hosted by certified health and wellness coach Kara Witt. It's an open mic documentary for millennials who are navigating life in their 20-somethings into their 30-somethings. It also promotes self-care and self-love for those who have acquired a new awareness and positive perspective on life. The goal is for listeners to gain awareness and learn how life experience affects the balance of mental, physical, spiritual wellness by embarking on common experiences as well as troubles and triumphs. I had a chance to sit down with Kara. We basically talked, learned about the show and who she was. I hope you enjoy the episode and thank you, Kara, for joining me. I found Hot Mikeumentary on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. All you have to do is sit down and listen. <laughs> thank you. And now, my interview with Kara Witt. Cool. Okay. Hi, Kira. Welcome to Public Access America. Now, Hello. I think I caught. I caught. Hi. <laughs> I think I caught this one early. Hot Mikeumentary has a few episodes. I binged those. It was somewhere while I was listening to you talk about being single and energy transferences and men can be emotional and and I was like, hold on, who is this Kara Witt? So I pressed pause and then I thought I'd begin with uh, my personal format. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Awesome. So where are you from? Where did you grow up? I am originally from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If any football fans out there, roll tide. Uh, But I moved to Georgia when I was 11 years old. Uh, Moved to Cartersville, Georgia. And then um, about 10th grade year, I ended up moving to Columbus, Georgia. So I've been here uh, ever since. I like that. And uh, what's the community like? Oh, this community here is very, it's military based because Fort Benning, which is like the third largest uh, military installation is here too. So it's a lot of military families, very family oriented. Um, It's not a lot to do, but. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people doing it. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) I like that. So what's your family like then? What did you, who did you grow up around? What, what was your influences that way? Uh, My parents. Uh, they were, they divorced at 11, but, but I have, uh, one brother, he's younger than me. Um, uh, my dad, he is into music. He was in a band and he was actually a radio DJ as well as my great grandfather. Uh-huh. So it's something that I'm just not getting into, but it's something that's actually in my family. Um, uh, my mom, she is a nurse. 
and um, my brother. Her. Yeah, I know she she loves it too. It's something she's always wanted to do. <laughs> and my brother, he is a bartender, and I was actually in the military, the Air Force, for five years. Thank you for your service. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, not while you were doing it. <laughs> now yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah, at all. <laughs> the Air Force. I like the Air Force. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a lot of fun. You know, I met some, I didn't like the politics of it, but um, I had a lot of fun meeting new people. I was in Germany the majority of the time. So wow. I had a yeah, that was my first, actually, going into the military was my first time getting on the plane. It's my first time going out of the country, so <laughs> <laughs> it was just new for me. That has got to be crazy. Is Germany anything like like Georgia? Uh, you know what? It actually is. Is it? it actually, yes, because it's very slow, and they're very <laughs> family-oriented as well. So a lot of people, they're not like in the, in the states you know we're always going 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 yes, there are. aren't yeah there's not there aren't any 24 hour anything that's open all day long like it is here you might maybe wanted to maybe a gas maybe a gas station but they shut it down and on sunday everything is closed for people to spend time with family so it's a lot like the south so i i did enjoy that the people aren't as nice but <laughs> the, <laughs> the community so <laughs> <laughs> so if you get rid of the people and the food, it could be Georgia. Right. <laughs> I, I'll take I'll take that. I like that. <laughs> and then moving moving through like your teenage years and stuff, was there any like sometimes we hit roadblocks or influences or we meet role models that change our lives? And I'm just always hoping that somebody here hears a tip and maybe adds that to their life and overcomes something that we we stumbled on you know yeah yeah uh you know when I was younger uh, my mom likes to call me a sponge you know I soak up so so much information so it wasn't anyone in particular that I just looked up to I always surrounded myself with people who were older than me you know if I was a teenager or I would find an adult who was wise and I would just sit and listen to them and listen to what they say and I would take their advice just from a lot of different people. And I know that because once you learn from other people and they teach you things so you can avoid the missteps that they took. So I learned from different people and I kind of just made my own path and just made sure that I kind of stayed out of trouble. And because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't a bad kid, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I had a smart mouth, you know, I was opinionated. Yeah. Yeah, but, I've, I've listened to every episode, so I know who you were as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, but for the most part, you know, I was just, I was just a regular, regular kid. I didn't really play sports or anything like that. It was just, you know, when my parents divorced, my mom, she was really struggling trying to take care of us. So I just kind of made sure that I didn't put too much on her. And just yeah. make sure I did what I was supposed to do, you know. I get that. Yeah. I'm a people watcher as well because I don't want to make the mistakes. And my mom always taught me early because she's, my dad left when I was three. And she mm. always taught me to watch others and learn from others, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and she always taught me to charm people. She taught me to be a charmer. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. I can tell. I can I, tell. I had those chubby <laughs> cheeks and the blue eyes, and everybody just loved me and gave me everything oh, I wanted. You know what I mean? <laughs> Little single boy getting whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I did have a lot of role models, mostly female aunts and cousins, and you know they all kept me in line that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Look at you now, Kara. Here you are, a certified health and wellness coach. How does that feel? You know, it feels really great because this is the first time I felt like I've accomplished some, something that I was really passionate about. I I was in the military and, you know, I went through basic training and I got a lot of accolades and things. But this was actually something that was for me. And not only that, it's something that I know about. It's not just, I, of course, I have the knowledge because I'm trained in it and, you know, I'm a certified health and wellness coach. Mm -hmm. But I also have the experience because I know what it feels like to be uh, stagnant and not being able to overcome certain habits and just wanting to better yourself, but you don't know where to start. So I've been there before. So being a, a coach is perfect for me because I really want to help people. I really want to get people to understand like, hey, it's something deep inside you that you haven't tapped into yet. And But once you get it, you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish because I've been there. So it feels great. I really love it. So you come from experience. Right, right. Yeah. Well, because you went from a small town to a small town to Germany back to a small town. So it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it could be right. a bit of a, a PTSD, right? Yeah. And um, I've also been to, deployed to Kuwait. So that was a total cultural shock as well. Geez, what's that What's that like? Oh, man, you know, it just really makes you realize you're very small in this world. <laughs> when you you're know? in a giant desert or when you're <laughs> being deployed? <laughs> well, when you're in a giant desert and you're around people who don't have a lot, you mm -hmm. know, some people, it's people over there, they live in the middle of the desert in tents because that's all they have. So it just kind of makes you really appreciate what you have over it you know why we live here in the states is you're very smart there's so many other people in the world who have different beliefs and ideas and you just think like man i'm really small in this world right yeah i always think these people can be happy in a desert in a tent and i can't be happy here you know what i mean there's, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's something wrong with that yeah <laughs> I wanted to ask you, why did you start this show? Well, the show came to me one day when I woke up in the morning, you know, and, and this was months ago, months ago. And this is why I even had an idea of starting a podcast. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And first the title came and then I started just writing. Whenever I have a lot of thoughts in my head, I get, you know, my phone and I just start writing down my thoughts. That's and beautiful. then it just, and it just started to come, to come together. And this is way before I was a health and wellness coach. So the thing is, I was sitting there and I was thinking like, man, it's things in my 20s that I wish I would have known now in my 30s. That way it would have helped me avoid those insecurities that I had mm -hmm. and thinking that things are never going to change or making rash decisions before I saw the outcome and then everything ended up being okay. So I was like, well, I want to help people. I want to talk to other young men and women to say, hey, listen, in your 20s, it's Jeez. not that bad. You know, right. <laughs> you're going to learn so much more as you get older in your 30s, 
40s and 50s. So I wanted to be able to reach out to people and say, listen, you know, learn from the people who are around you who've been through it. That way you can change. You can take a different path and you can realize that, hey, I'm I'm great. I'm not even though I might not be where I want to be, I'm not too far behind because honestly, nobody has it all all the way together. We're still, we're all learning and we're all still just trying to figure it out. So that's where I got it from. And then just more on the technical side, because we have podcast listeners and people that want a podcast and podcasters that podcast, podcast, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get into some of the technical stuff because I remember some of the, I spent a year just learning how to talk on a, on a recorder when mm. I wanted to podcast. And then I realized I'm going to do a podcast and I only had two minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I like to share those stories with other podcasters so that, so they get it. That it, it takes time. I've been doing this for 12 years and two of them were just talking into a, you know, blank microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the struggles you had? Uh, you know what? It's, it's it's funny you say that because it was uh, mine was very similar. You know, when I first started, I was like, you know, a podcast. Oh, what could what could be so hard about it? You're just talking to a microphone. I talk every day about everything, right. so why not? But once I turned that mic on, it was like, uh, and uh, <laughs> so I was kind. Of, I had I found myself editing editing out a lot of things. So. I said, okay, I need to come up with some kind of script, some kind of outline. Yeah. So that was one thing that I learned. Have a script, you know, <laughs> <laughs> write down what you're going to talk about because I guarantee you're going to forget it yeah. <laughs> once you turn the mic on. Or at least and, points you want to land on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that part, that was, you know, uh, a little challenging. But uh, before I just did a lot of research, you know, I looked up. What, what I needed to do, and I wanted to make sure that it sounded like it was professional or, you know, didn't sound like I was a rookie, right. even though I am. <laughs> but I just, I just read a lot and, you know, t- read a lot about branding and things like that. But, yeah, I definitely understand what you mean about having two minutes worth of material because that's exactly what I did. I'm like, okay, this is about <laughs> 10 minutes and I need more. <laughs> Well, I just want to reassure you, you sound professional in who you are. Just the fact that you have only a few episodes was the only way that I knew. I assumed that you had come from another podcast or just started it it after knowing Mm -hmm. more about it. So you're coming off very professional and your logo is awesome. It fit right into my art. So thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then so in the process of of coming up with content and thinking, what am I going to talk about? At some point, adulting is hard as fuck came up. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I didn't even put any notes after that because I figured adulting is hard as fuck was enough of a topic to get the conversation started. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But this is, this is how you address things on your show. You, you explain that there's issues that everybody has and then you, try and talk it through in the episode and maybe come up with how you're going to perceive it in the future. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That's right. true. So what are some of your opinions on adulting? Why is it hard? Oh man. <laughs> how much time we got? <laughs> All the time in the world. We'll make 15 man. episodes out of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> 
uh, first of all, when you're when you're a kid, it's just like no cares in the world. Yeah. You don't you're not watching the news. You're playing. You're coloring outside the lines. You just want to go outside. <laughs> you're not tying your shoe when you start running. You just enjoying life. Yep. But when you grow up, <laughs> you find yourself watching the news, and there's so much info, so much negativity out there. You don't know which way to go. Should I be left? Should I be right? And it's just so much. And on top of that, you got bills to pay, and then you got and don't get sick or have to go to the doctor because even though you have insurance, you're still going to get a bill in the uh, in the mail. It's like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. And then just trying to make sure that you're working and don't lose your job. And if you have kids, you got to worry about that. So it's just so many balls that you have to juggle at once when you're an adult. That's why it's important that we got to find things that centers us and and brings us back to who we are. So we just don't get overwhelmed. I totally agree. I think most of us live under this cloud that there's going to, something bad is going to happen Mm -hmm. and we can't get prepared for it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why most of us are scared. And then, and and adulting, nobody wants to be an adult. And I think that's the problem. I think it's out of, out of, I think it's not cool to be an adult anymore. Every adult wants to be a child and every child wants to be an adult. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I say it's a setup. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to be an adult. Isn't that amazing? You could look at anybody, any, anybody and just realize that they just want to be a kid. If you gave yeah. them a big ball to kick, they would do that for hours. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just don't have time. And then on top of that, on top of all of that as an adult, we got to be hashtag single, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that episode. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you, have to, you have to bring those women back and use the Zoom, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. that'll be awesome. And then uh, you were addressing that strong women want a strong man. And what is that? I want to know what that is. What is a strong man? Uh, I guess it depends on who you are, you know, what, what type of man you're looking for. For me, a strong man is someone that I can connect with emotionally. And um, sometimes people who are strong, they carry a lot Mm -hmm. and they really don't have anybody else to just relate, release with. Yeah. And that's important. We need that. You know, I don't, you know, some people are really strong and just having somebody to collapse on, that is just a, a, a relief. So uh, having a man around who is strong enough and has the mental capacity to be able to take on that as well. And you also take on his burden because mm-hmm. I, I believe that's what relationship is about. Because you're a strong woman. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> and that's I what am. women do, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's really important that uh, and a man can be emotionally strong and secure within himself to not feel like, oh, well, we always talking about you I, I, or crying, you know, being weak. I, you know, that's, that's what I mean by a strong man. Okay. And, but not controlling, you know, just being an equal. Being centered in every moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on a side note, I used to live in this apartment building and above me was my goddaughter and her boyfriend, you know, and I was out talking with her boyfriend 
And she came out and she said, the oven's on fire. And he grabbed the kid and started yelling at her. Why would you start? What are you cooking? I can't put. So I went upstairs and put the fire out and opened the window and turned the fan on. So it would suck the smoke out and went downstairs and was like, it's all solved and grabbed the kid. <laughs> and play with her. So I think that's what that that's what I think of when you think when what you're talking about is a spot. yeah yeah yes. protector just somebody that knows what to do in the moment right not somebody yeah. that has to prove he's strong yeah exactly that's the key mm-hmm. I like that I'm trying to help all you younger men out there you know what that's I mean? right that's right tell them <laughs> what you do is what you do is you pretend to be that person and when it, when it feels right you go with those aspects of it right, <laughs> right. So you just do it because once you once you're that guy you know once there's a flat tire and you come and fix it and don't complain about it and just get in the car and go on with life she's gonna love the heck oh my god <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes All right. So having to explain why you're single, I get that. I understand that. I I lost my wife two years ago and ever since I've had to explain why I'm single. And it's just, it's so tough. And you have to explain why you're single in a different way. And I thought that was just an irony I wanted to touch base on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm 32 years old and I have no children. Um, Every time people see me, they, they, you have kids and it's either two things. They even say, oh, that's great. You know, stay that way. Or it's just like, oh, well. So, you know, they look at me like something's wrong with me because I don't have kids and not married. Right. And I think once you get to a certain age, once women get to a certain age, they feel they feel that pressure. And it's like walls are closing in. It's like, I got to get married, got to get married, got to get married. Gotcha. And it's, it's very stressful. And, and, and it can play on your mental health because you feel like you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough or you know you I was what's wrong with me but you kind of got to cast down those thoughts and remember who you are and remember your power because family and friends you know they it's easy for them to say oh you need to find somebody but I think the most important thing is that women need to under make themselves happy because a relationship is not going to do it you have to and that's with anybody, men and women. You have to make yourself happy first, or you ju- you're not going to be happy in a relationship. You're just going to put all those problems on somebody else. Yeah, you're going to ask them to fix those, and they're going to ask you to fix theirs, and you're never going to get any any forward progress out of that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I under. I understand. And I, as a man, I've always felt like, all right, I got to get this part of my life locked down. Once I have love, then I can do everything else. Yeah, and hmm. so. Yeah, I, I, it's just interesting the commonality of it. We both feel those pressures in different ways. Oh, here's a good point that you had that I really loved. Don't don't leave me out here looking stupid. I don't know <laughs> if that's a black thing or a white thing. I think it's just a people thing, and I don't think yeah. I don't think people understand that. That mm-hmm. that I think people they're looking for the next best thing, and what the next best thing is is to actually progress on the thing that you have. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Because something bigger is being built and you're just going to something smaller that looks shinier and it doesn't make sense to me. Right. So is that is that something, I don't know how to say it, is it something that black men do more? Um, no, I think it's just, uh, just like you said, it's a people thing, you know. Okay. It's just, um, and, and that goes with friendship as well, you know. Just don't embarrass me, you know. Don't... <laughs> 
you know, because I, I feel like if you're in a relationship and that, especially if you're married, mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship and you're out somewhere and you're doing something, you're a reflection of the person that you're with. So, you know, if you say that you love me and, and you want loyalty, don't embarrass me. It, I don't, it's not necessarily a thing that black men do. I think it's just a, a it's man just, thing. <laughs> it's just a man thing. All right, well, I like to get those. I like to, I like to prove to everybody that we're more similar than you would think. We, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, there is some cultural differences, but basically we're just still men. Absolutely. That's right. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And once you can get past that, it's a lot better. I relate to like an old pit bull because I used to own a couple pit bulls. And I'll just lay on the couch until somebody comes to the door and then I'll protect you until they go away. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it. I have have a rule for all those people that want to know a rule about relationships. And it's, I'll think about you if you think about me. But if you think about you, I have to think about me. Uh, I like that. Good. Good. I like that one too. All right. And then, you know, you did discuss this in your show, so I'm just going to ask it, right? Does, okay. a, does a white man like me ever stand a chance with a beautiful BGM? <laughs> BGM? I, you know, I wanted to know, what, what does that mean? <laughs> a black girl magic? <laughs> I didn't know it was a noun. I did discover from El Morosa it's a noun. So I wanted to use it because I think it's an amazing, it's an amazing description. Actually, you know what? You do. The thing is, I think I think white men sometimes might be scared of black women because I think they see us as this uh, monolith. Because because of stereotypes, you know. They first of all, my stepdad is white, and um, obviously my mom is black. Obviously. But <laughs> not obvious. This is radio. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Okay. I'm, We're I'm only just here. discovering now that Carol <laughs> is black. <laughs> right yeah, here so, in public access America. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, white white men, you know, absolutely have a chance. It's just that you have to understand that, like you just said, women are women. We have cultural differences and the certain things that we do or won't tolerate, but Honestly, we have emotions just like any other woman. We're very, we're multidimensional. We have different types of opinions. And it's just that we're, we're all the same. Yeah, black women, we are strong. And sometimes we have a tough exterior. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's because we go through a lot. And um, it, it's, it's hard being a black woman. But honestly, if people would just approach us and just talk to us, because, I mean, we're human. We're human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Okay, that's a fair enough question. Mm-hmm. I, because between you and me, I, I'm in the dating world, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to. In this day and age, being in the dating world and not not eliminating myself exclusive uh, exclusively mm-hmm. to one race is tough because I don't know if they know. Yeah, that I know, and I think at certain times they're scared of me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I honestly, um, white guys don't approach me. I I don't know why. I would I would be open to it, but you know he has to have a certain type of awareness. But they don't approach me, and I don't know why. I kind of feel like some might want to the way you know they look at me, but I I just don't know what what is there in your opinion. I, why why <laughs> I would be scared of you. <laughs> Well, or in general. In, in general, I 
I don't, I find it. The thing is, is that I don't know what's going to set you off. And mm. I, I already know that I'm, I got you on an edge, right? Mm -hmm. I already know that instinctively you don't like me and I can come and talk to you and change your mind, but you're still going to have that nagging feeling in your head the whole time. And it's tough to get past that. Ah, well, I'll tell you, you know, all black women aren't like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're all not like that. And there's a stereotype that makes us seem like that. But honestly, if a white guy came up to me, to me, I would just, you know, I was just talking. I want to get to know him. I'm yep. not going to just be like, rah, 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 because we're not like that. <laughs> we're, not, we're not just, you know, big, bad, mean bears that's going to attack. <laughs> I mean, we might have some some reservations, but, right. but that's with any man. I'm going to have reservations with any man. But, but honestly, yeah, <laughs> we might have the, as they say, the resting bitch face, but we're not mad all the time. We're very happy, happy women. <laughs> I believe it. I, I believe it. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not going to sit there and be the white guy that explains every instance and detail that I've had with a black person. But overall, <laughs> my experiences have always been wonderful. But I have a friend in Florida and he says his experiences have been different. And that's why he doesn't, he can't, he can't relate. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because of his experiences with people. And I think demographically people are different. And I think I think there's been so many differences tossed up that now in the day and age of social media, I don't think there's one similarity between any of us. Right. I agree. So you're no more different than my friend is to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 So I just, you know, I don't know. I think, I think that I'll leave it in. I think Donald Trump is creating unity through division. I can see, I can, okay, that's an interesting perspective. All right, okay, let's move on. Thank you, Kara Witt, certified health and wellness coach, host of my new favorite podcast, Hot Mikeumentary. You can find Hot Mikeumentary on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. SoundCloud friends, go follow Hot Mikeumentary and listen while you can still catch up and keep up. You can find Kara Witt on Twitter at Kara underscore Witt. And finally, if you follow Public Access, Public Access Pod on Twitter, you'll find every new episode from Hot Mikeumentary in our feed. All right. That's exciting. I really like your content and I'm, I really like the fact that you're trying to help and inspire people. Mm -hmm. What is woke? <laughs> Can anyone become woke? Is there a way to gauge a person's wokeness? And maybe what are some of the ways that we can become woke? Well, you know, that, that that's funny you say that. Honestly, all woke is, you know, it's just a term, a slang term that millennials made up. But honestly, all woke is, is gaining knowledge and gaining an awareness about a situation. That's all it is. And once you realize what the situation is or what the issues are, it's mostly um, gaining information from about marginalized people's plight. And once you realize that people like African-Americans, the LGBT community, mm -hmm. um, women, people, groups like that, being woke is understanding what they're going through. And if you're not a part of those groups, 
using your privilege to bring awareness to everyone else so we can come together. Honestly, it's just really about us talking to each other and um, inviting people like you're doing today, inviting me on your podcast to, <laughs> to just share experiences. Being woke is, is not something that <laughs> you have to go to school for. It's just really opening your eyes and seeing what's going on. It's like you're not asleep anymore. You're, you're not a sheep. You are awake and you see. It's an enlightenment. Okay. So I can't go and put on a pair of hipster glasses and a shirt that says uh, Black Lives Matter and be woke? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs>